You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. So this isn't one of those I told you so podcasts, but it was one of those it's one of those topics that I've been kind of talking about for a long time that it's going to take it's going to take something really bad to happen probably multiple times for cities to basically go, oh, yeah, the homeless encampments, we let those go because of the whole CDC thing. And now we're a little behind. And we got to do something. What we have happened here in Seattle this weekend? Well, Memorial Day, Monday, we had a man killed at a homeless camp in Seattle's University District guy came up looking for money, wasn't the guy he meant to talk to, but he shot and killed him anyway. So when people say, you know what, just let them live in peace, let them do their own thing. There are people that are down on their luck. And you know, they'll sort themselves out, they'll they'll get this the whole thing worked out. That's what they're missing to the equation is that homeless encampments filled with some people with a lot of mental health care issues. They're not of the right mind. And they tend to do stuff like this. And how many it's kind of like chop, how many people were we going to have to have killed murdered, before that bad boy got shut down. And the answer on that one was two. So now we've got one person murdered in a homeless encampment. Where's the next one going to be? We don't really know. And why do I cover this on a real estate podcast? Well, I mean, for one of the reasons, community and neighborhoods and cities, towns, burgs, that's what makes up real estate. And when you've got homes I saw this podcast, I saw this topic, and I'm like, oh, man, I used to appraise a home there. I, I did some serial appraising, which means there was a borrower who kept coming back because they wanted to see if their value was there, they're doing a refinance. I probably appraised the home, I don't know, four or five times throughout my career. And the guy was always shocked that the value was so low. It's like, oh, I can't believe my house isn't worth more than this. Well, that's pretty much the highest value of any home in the community. What do you expect? I thought it would be worth more. All right. Well, it's not. And, um, you know, you can go get another appraisal if you want to. I don't want to spend the money. All right. Well, it is what it is. I'm not changing the value for you just because you think it's worth more. That's that's not the game we're playing here. But it was a home across from the park. It was across from the Ravenna Park that we're talking about here. The um, This actual shooting happened in Olga Park, which is basically next door to Ravenna Park. Ravenna is on the north end of the University of Washington District. It's a suburb of Seattle. It, it's got some really nice houses, got some good housing in there. But it's across the street from a park where we had a little murder going on. That's what we're talking about today. All right, and we're going to talk about some other stuff. We've got homeless encampments on a school district property. And a lot of this has to do with just how these cities are handling the homeless crisis. And they're, they're, here's, a, here's the deal. They're not handling it at all. And we're going to find out about that more just in a second here. If you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. I own Summit Properties Northwest, real estate brokerage, Reynolds and Klein Appraisal, residential appraisal company. But you come to me because I'm going to read the news and hopefully you want to hear about. All right, let's do it. Man killed at homeless encampment in Seattle's University District. A man was killed in a shooting early Monday at a homeless camp in the Ravenna neighborhood at the north end of Seattle's University District, officials said. Police and medics responded to the scene in the 1400 block of Northeast Ravenna Boulevard. So the home that I appraised multiple, multiple times was on Northeast Ravenna Boulevard. 
And because it was on the, I, I know it was on the south side of the boulevard because it was an odd address. And if your house number ends in an odd address, and you're in King County, it's going to be on the south side of an east west street, or it's going to be on the west side of an avenue or place going north and south. There is your real estate directions 101 for the day right there. Just you don't need to do any more. You're full up there. That's in King County, by the way. So police and medics responded to the scene at the 1400 block at about 510 a.m. after receiving several port reports of shots fired. A 31-year-old man was found with multiple gunshot wounds to the chest. Medics attempted life-saving efforts, but were unsuccessful, and the man was pronounced dead at the scene, And said David Cuerpo of the Seattle Fire Department. According to witnesses, the victim left his tent to speak with the suspect right before the shots were heard. After shooting the victim, the suspect fled the scene, police said. Homicide detectives responded to the scene and are investigating. Anyone with information about the shooting or suspect is urged to call the Seattle Police Department's Violent Crimes Tip Line at 206-233-5000. Let's, let's find out a little bit more about this. And I'll kind of, we're going to talk about it and kind of work our way through. Hey, this is, this is going on, but I got to get this video off of here. Neighbors called 911 just after 5 a.m. We know about that. The victim, we know about that. 31-year-old dude. The shooter fled on foot. A person who calls herself Pepper said she knew the victim and said that he was not one to go looking for trouble, but it found him, right? And that's that's where I think a lot of people are like, you know, the homeless people, they're just down on their luck. Just let them live peaceably on their own. They're not doing anybody any harm. That is where the major disconnect happens. Because if you look at the police statistics, at the fire department statistics coming out of these places, these encampments, and I know, I know the city has basically had their hands tied because they were doing sweeps before the whole Rona thing. But then CDC said, don't move anybody in homeless encampments. And so then they just proliferated, right? They just sprung up like weeds, just boom, boom, boom. They're all over. Hey, they're not moving us out. We can make things more permanent. Like down in California, Venice Beach, just moving couches out to the beach, moving chairs, you know, workout stations. They, they had it all before these sweeps started coming back. But now that you know, businesses are bringing people back and schools are going back. We've got some sweeping going on and not everybody is happy. So someone came looking for somebody else, not even him for money, apparently, Pepper said. I don't know what happened from there. All I know is it went from, from, that, uh, from that to him getting shot. He's still a person regardless. Even though he's out here, doesn't mean he's a bad person. People get caught up in the wrong place at the wrong time. All right, so this is a gal living in the homeless encampment. She is giving her description. People living near the camp at Olga Park said they were not surprised the shooting occurred. Residents, neighbors, possibly the dude that I appraised his home many, many times. I think it was bound to happen, said one neighbor who asked not to be identified for safety reasons. He's lived in the neighborhood for 25 years and said the camp has been a problem since before the pandemic. People with mental problems walking around the neighborhood screaming, Attempted break-ins, he said. People urinating in the doorways, that kind of thing. He said the camp has taken a turn for the worse recently with a rougher crowd showing up and the city unwilling to do anything about it. That is, 
That was one of my impressions in Miller Park in Seattle. That's the park that when they cleared out Cal Anderson Park during CHOP, and then after they cleared it out again, Miller Park is where a lot of the folks went to. And when I went through Miller Park here, what, a couple of months ago, it was a rough crowd. I mean, it just, it didn't feel, it felt like a lot of people were there kind of voluntarily, and they were running some just sketchy stuff out of there. That's what it felt like to me. I don't really have anything to base that on, but just my experience from being through a bunch of homeless encampments and around homeless people, it was like, mm, this isn't good. I need to get out of here. And I actually literally called my girlfriend while I was walking around just so I could have, you know, people would know, hey, guy's got a cell phone and he's not afraid to use it. He might be talking to Mickey Mouse. We're not really sure, but he's on the phone. So maybe don't go up and, you know, assault him while he's walking around the park on the public sidewalks. So until the pandemic, the city used to come periodically and clean them out but they stopped doing that. This is the neighbor. He said, we've been to hearings. We've written letters. Everybody's aware of it. The parks department is aware of it and nothing happens. That's what's going on. Nothing, a whole lot of nothing. And I think a lot of it has to do with it's gotten out of control. And it's such a large scale now that city of Seattle, city of Portland, city of California, not city of California. That's not really a city. That's a state geography. I'm okay. But you know, sometimes I'll say stuff that makes no sense like that. Um, but what has happened is that the scale of these homeless encampments has gotten so large that short of sweeping these things out, there's not a lot else you can do. There's not a lot else you can do. I mean, just, it's not going to happen. It's, you're not going to go tent by tent and make this situation better. You take one tent out at a time, you're going to have two come right back, you know, where those, where that one was, right? So with a man now dead, the city may be forced to act. How it handles the situation will be watched closely by people living in the area who are growing increasingly frustrated and angry. How many podcasts have I done with locals and neighbors and homeowners and taxpayers who are upset? A lot. Because there's a lot of people who are living in communities with parks in their communities that they can't access anymore. They can't use anymore. You've got behavior like this. I mean, do you want to go play with little Johnny and Susie in a park that just had a murder in it? I'm going to probably go out, you know, and, uh, and say no, saying no, no, we don't want that. That's just not safe. It's literally not safe. So to make this argument that, ah, it's okay. They're just down and out and they're all, you know, they've had a bad run of luck. They're good people at heart. Well, yeah, but some of them are literally people with mental issues, and they're just going to run around and shoot people. We've got escalation and gun violence, don't we? And you got a mental, a person who's literally got mental issues, and they hear from other people, hey, defund the police happened. There aren't as many cops out there. Guess what they're going to do? They are not going to holster their gun, are they? No, they're just, ah, my life's already pretty crappy. I don't make good decisions. And they don't, they're not even thinking on that level, right? They're probably not even thinking of what they're doing. Something just pissed, pissed them off. And they took out their gun and shot this guy. Cause we have no indication. I've read as many stories in this as I could, could. And granted, it's a, it's a minor crime story. And it doesn't look like there's a, you know, a prior history with either one of these individuals. And it's just one of these random one off where somebody's kid gets killed, gets murdered. That's what happens. And it's happening in a homeless encampment in a city park in Seattle. 
So I need to think, I think they need to, this is the neighbor again, I think they need to stop talking about compassion and start talking about enforcement. The neighbor said, I think all the compassion is just virtue signaling as an excuse not to do anything. I think that's what it is too. It's like, oh, we love our fellow human beings so much. We're just willing to let him shoot up in the park. We'll come bring him clean needles, whatever you need, we will bring to you. I think they need, um, you know, they need help with whatever issues they've got that are keeping them in the park, or they need to move on. They need to get some permanent housing. They need to figure it out. But as long as we coddle them and let them live in the park, guess what? They're just going to keep doing that because that's easier. It's better than going into places that have rules and nobody wants to live by rules that are living here, do they? You hear that? You hear that storyline time and time and time again. Yeah, I could have a shelter, but I don't want to. And here's why. Can't take enough stuff with me. Okay, well, there's confines to the space of where you're going to be living. So I understand you can only bring a bag or two of your stuff, but it's temporary living until you, you know, until you get squared away with some more permanent housing. And who knows when that'll be because we've got a homeless crisis on our hands in so many of these cities. We just do. We've got a lot of people that are, I think a lot of people are choosing this as a way of life too. This is, it's, it's, it's a choice. It's a choice. And you'll read that. You'll read that pretty consistently. Obviously, there's a certain segment of this population as well who had no choice in the matter. They're out on the streets. They're doing what they can to get back on their feet. And for those people, there's a lot of services out there that will will help them. I mean, taxpayers' money is paying for them. And there's a lot of other civilians just trying. There's there's people that other people are like, hey, don't help them. This is the city's responsibility. You're just making it worse. There are groups of civilians out there trying to help the, you know, the homeless people and get them the services they need because they've got, you know, major opioid addiction issues or you've got mental health issues. You know, choose one. Those are the two biggies, right? I mean, we just, we see this time and time again. All right. So now we've got a guy that's been murdered in a homeless encampment. All right. That kind of, that gives up that warning sign. That was the same thing with the first kid who got killed in CHOP. All right, we got one. And then after that second one happened in CHOP, it was drop the hammer time. Enough craziness had gone on where the mayor was like, all right, you got, we got to clear this out. So what kind of, what will the second incident be? That's what I am saying is there will be a second incident. And then after that second incident, you will hear me do a podcast on, all right, we're doing some pretty major sweeping. We are going on a sweeping spree. And I don't mean with a broom. Going to have to clear out some encampments. And I don't want to see anybody, you know, displaced from their housing either. But you also can't have people killing each other just willy nilly in a homeless encampment in a park in a nice neighborhood. You can't have that. That's a no go. That's a, that's a hard no go in my book. All right. And speaking of homeless encampments in parks, we've got this ongoing thing where we've got a homeless encampment on school district property and school district. And this is seen in Seattle and the school district has said, we're never having sweeps. We are not doing sweeps. That's the school district. And you've got little Johnny and Susie literally going to this Broadview K through eight school, elementary school. Is that an element? That's elementary plus a little middle school up to, you know, grade six, seven, and eight middle school. So you've, you've literally got that going on 
and you've got a homeless encampment and you've just got some, you know, there's been some weird stories of what's coming out of the homeless encampment as well. People with swords, people, I mean, there's been some sex out in the open, some drug dealing, um, guys that have overdosed being hauled away by paramedics, just a lot of stuff that you probably don't need your elementary school kid to have to deal with. You don't even really want to have to explain that to a child at that age, why we're doing that. You know what I mean? That just shouldn't be, let them learn that little further down the road. I, I mean, that's, that's, but that's where I'm at. So Mayor Jerkin this is the mayor of, of Seattle saying school district needs to step up to address the encampment. All right. So Seattle Mayor Jenny Durkin is doubling down on her contention that Seattle public schools needs to help the people living in a camp on school property near Broadview Thompson K through eight. So it's not on city property. It's on school district property. Big distinction. So now the school district, they're the ones that need to take care of it. But the, um, the school, the guy who runs the school district is basically saying, Hey, we don't really know what to do with. We need to be working with the city on this issue because we can't really handle this on our own. Fair enough. But if you're saying no sweeps and the city is offering to sweep, then you can't really blame the city and say, ah, oh, but we need your help. No, we don't need your help. We need your help. Oh, no, we don't need your help. You need to figure it out because you got kids going to school there, right? The mayor was responding to a question from Cairo 7 about whether it really makes sense to tell the school district it must provide services to unsheltered people. We've had a long, robust conversation with the school district. They're a billion-dollar organization with funds and resources, the mayor replied. Shouldn't those be going to children, educating children, instead of to the homeless crisis in adjacent property on school district grounds? Isn't that more of a priority than there's funds for the homeless people as well, right? but not necessarily coming out of the school district. So this is a messy one. Durkin said city officials are helping the district come up with its own process for outreach similar to the city's. So we're recreating the wheel with taxpayers' money is what we're doing. That's amazing. Now, just let the city go through and sweep it. Just clear it out. It's a school. Don't have homeless people living next to the school. But literally, people in Seattle are like, ah, leave them be. They're fine until somebody gets shot, and then they're not fine. And I'd hate to have that be a kid. And I have talked how many times about, well, when something really bad happens, this will get squared away. Hopefully, it won't involve a child that is in either kindergarten or all the way up through eighth grade, as in Broadview K through eight, right? The school district needs to step up. We're there to help and assist them, but they cannot shirk their obligations and duties for school property. It's imposed not just by law, but what parents and families expect, Durkin said. And yet the school district is saying, we won't do sweeps. We're not going to do sweeps. So there you have it. And the mayor is saying, this is your property. You got to do it. So what's the school district going to do? I don't know. They're going to have to figure it out. Last week, the interim superintendent, Dr. Brent Jones, wrote to Durkin asking for help. It's not realistic for the district to develop on its own a comprehensive program of supports for the unsheltered community, the letter read. When Cairo 7 visited the camp earlier this week, Anthony Piper, who was living there, said he received no official help. Do we live in the city? Question mark. Piper asked or said when asked about the jurisdiction. So I think they know that they're on school grounds, and I think they know that they're 
they're kind of in between spots here, right? That's what they're doing. And they know they've probably got a certain amount more of, you know, time left in this community because it's in flux. It's not school property. I mean, it's school property. It's not Seattle, city of Seattle public property. So there's, there's a gray area there because the school district is saying we won't sweep. I'm surprised there aren't more people living there. Do we live in the city? Piper said when asked about the jurisdiction. That's kind of a far-fetched thing for me, in my opinion. Just because we're in a certain place doesn't mean you should go there, he said. It doesn't mean you should go there, but also just because you're in a certain place, it doesn't mean you can camp there legally either. That's the big distinction here that I think we're missing out on. And I think a lot of people would say, you can't camp there because my kid is going to school there. So that's a no-go because everybody kind of knows what goes on at the homeless encampments. And if you're going to bury your head in the sand and say, ah, they're just people down on their luck, you're just not being responsible because so many bad things come out of the homeless encampments. They just do. And there's a certain element of people that are choosing to live these lifestyles. And guess what? They want the freedom of living on their own, unsheltered, in the outdoors. That lifestyle suits them because they're a lot of times doing stuff that they shouldn't be doing, right? So tensions between the city and the district have been rising. Shocking. In March, two school board members posted on Facebook, we demand sweeps never be used on school grounds adjacent or elsewhere in the city. All right. So whoever said that, whoever posted that, that is going to come back to haunt them. It really will. Because I'm afraid, okay, so we got one person that's been killed in a homeless encampment. So there's one strike against the homeless encampments. Now, are we going to have something bad happen, this homeless encampment with the kids? Probably. I mean, doesn't that just make sense? I don't want to see it happen. Nobody does. No parent wants to see anything bad happen to their kids. But when you mix two elements like this, I mean, we already had somebody running through the uh, the school building, right? We, we, you've, you've got stories of this. People running through school buildings. They're looking for stuff. They grab somebody's backpack. They throw it down. You know, they're looking for stuff that they can, they're looking for stuff that they can sell, make some money, go buy some more drugs. That's the bottom line here. Alicia Nikis, a special education teacher and union representative at Broadview Thompson said, teachers are frustrated we need the city to help us with this, and we need our superintendent and our board, school board to work with the mayor and not against the mayor, Nikas said. So it's interesting how these comments are couched because you don't really know where they stand. Okay, you need the city to help us. Does that mean you want them to sweep it out or just come up with policy? What do you want the city to do? Yeah, and the superintendent and the school board, you want them to work with the mayor. Does that mean it's okay for them to work with cleaning the encampment out? Is that what you want? And not work against the mayor? I don't know. It's hard to say. It, um, when you hear when you hear parents interviewed, parents are like, hell no, we don't want the homeless encampment here. We, we have sympathy for our fellow human beings who are, you know, down on their luck. But the bottom line is, is that they don't want the homeless encampment there next to their kids in school. 
that's a that's a no go. So that's kind of where we're at. I I feel like this shooting and the homeless encampment um that's going to trigger some things because anytime you got a murder involved, kind of just like it chop. All right, we got one murder. Oh, we got two. All right. Well, you know, we could live with one, but we can't really live with two. Let's go do something. Things are in the works. Things are in the works for these these encampments. And down in California, man, they've been doing some cleaning up. In Portland, yeah, they're doing some cleaning up, but there's a long way to go. Same with Seattle here. You got a long way to go. And in the meantime, you've got stuff like this happening that just so detrimental to kids and so detrimental to parents, the communities that these things are located in. It's a tough, to, tough scenario. You know, you couldn't move them during the whole Rona thing, but we're getting past that now. And now the problem is just way, way bigger. And it's just, it's just wildly out of control. So what are you going to do? I don't know, but you got to do something. You got to, you got to, you got to stop this kind of behavior. You got to stop having murders in your city parks. That's a hard no go. But I think until we have that next event, you know, you're going to have this behavior continue because it's not going away. It's not going away. Crazy times, right? I mean, just murder in the park by homeless people living there that have been kind of given the green thumb by both the city and the school board. And it's just, what what do we have going on here? We need this thing to turn around soon, sooner than later. I don't think it's going to, though. I think it's going to be a while. And so as a result, I will carry this storyline for you right here on the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. All right, that's it for me on this one. I've got another one. I've got I've got a broader topic on the next one. I can't remember exactly what it is, but I'm like, hey, that's not exactly Seattle. It's not exactly Portland. It's not Antifa. It's not whatever. Some good stuff. All right, let's get to that one. I will see you on that one. Until then, stay safe. I'll see you soon. Thanks for being here. Thanks for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I'll catch you in the next one. Bye for now. to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.